Hi, it's Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. I hope you and yours are well, are having a great start to this Monday week of April the 24th, if you started on Sunday, or April 25th, if you started on Monday. And if this is your first time hearing my podcast, Create a Generational Love Cycle is what I'd like to focus on. Living in this world, you'll see there's a lot of pain going on, violence, um, actions with the hands, as well as the mouth, you know, bullying, name calling, you name it. And like Teresa said, I don't want to just focus. I don't want to focus on war. I want to focus on peace, you know, and often great leaders like James Allen and many others have said, whatever you think about, that's who you are. As a man thinketh, so is he. And that is actually one of the Bible verses, one of the verses from the Bible that says that whatever you think about, you often become. And so if that is the case, if it's about what I plant in my mind, what I cultivate, then I'd rather cultivate love than pain. I've been there with um, my experiences with pain, um, having um, my mother, she left an abusive relationship. She had three children under the age of five with 2000, I'm sorry, $4,000 and two suitcases. She moved, she moved us from Memphis, Tennessee to Illinois. And shortly after that, I experienced another projection of pain from two family members, two male family members, where they misuse my developing body. And most often people say, Tamika, you can just talk about that. And one of the things that I am, am talking about on Facebook, and I've written about it, is healing from the inside out. You know, after experiencing that painful experience for about five years, I was silent until eventually the secret came out. And within that time, I think it was something within me that knew that I needed to call out for help. I needed to, and, and I, I don't, I didn't do anything. I wasn't destructive. I always wanted to be the good girl, right? To do things right as much as possible, as much as I remember. And um, I called out to nature one, one day and I said, I want to be aligned with nature. Now, a, a, a relationship was developing prior to that. You know, being in the Memphis, in our Memphis apartment, our two-bedroom apartment, we lived with our father. And so we were playing around, some kids, we were playing around, and my brother and I shared, we shared a bedroom. And they put me in a dark closet. I think they were trying to see if we were afraid of the dark. And they closed the door on me and, and pressed their bodies against the door, some of the kids, and I couldn't get out and I'm banging on the door and just for them to let me out. And all of a sudden I could hear this matter of fact voice. It, it was almost like everything just kind of stopped so that I could hear this voice like I knew this voice. And some of you will know what I'm talking about. So I could hear this voice and it said, um, be still, be quiet, calm down and sit on the floor. Someone will be in to get you shortly. 
And next thing you know, I, I just did everything that the voice told me to do. I sat crisscrossed in this dark, limited space closet. And all I could see was a slither of light coming through the, t- the door of the closet. And before I knew it, automatically, um, when I sat down, I could hear another male's voice. And it was my father at the time. And he basically, you know, asked him, what were they doing? And he was upset. I know he was angry. And next, you know, he opened the door and I just walked out into the light. And there were other occasions when I finally said no to the two, um, to the one of the family members that was misusing my body. I mean, said no and meant it and ran. I ran into the light. And so it was uh, often I would look up at the stars and I would see just beauty. And and there was something in me that felt love, even when I was going through um, the experiences of pain. And I called out to nature for help. And a series of events happened where I received a copy of the King James Bible. I received, I, I laid on my carpet. And over the next few days, I read that book, that little black book from front to back. And I even tried to teach it to my stuffed animals. And I figured they must have loved my teaching because no one moved, right? (laughs) And so the next time I remember, my mother gave me a white bookmark. And I think it was my my mother. And and I was in in her room going on the the other side of the house. And I looked at it and I was like, what is this? You know, and I flipped it over and it was the Lord's Prayer. I knew it was a good prayer. And I dropped down to my knees. You know, I, I didn't just kneel slowly. I dropped down and I pray and I memorized that prayer. And it took me 15 minutes because I looked at the clock before and after. And I memorized that prayer and I've been saying it almost every night, you know, since then. And um, I started learning more about Jesus. You know, here I am, you know, not having my father in my life, abused by two family members. I really didn't feel like I had a positive male role model in my life. And so life, remember, I believe there are no consequences. I mean, no, no coincidences that things happen for a reason. And I believe that God knows our heart, whoever created us, they know our heart. He, he knows our heart. He knows what we're thinking and what we need when we need it. Not just so much what we want, but what we need. And I saw this man that had a conviction to carry out his purpose. He, he was poor. People laughed at him. They didn't believe him but he knew who he was and he healed regardless of what anybody thought. So he gave of himself consistently because he had the power to do it. And he, he helped people believe in themselves that often he didn't say, yes, I healed. He didn't boast about healing. He said, your faith has healed you. And you probably even know, even in yourself. And I know I have, I've been there where I was not feeling well. I couldn't finish medications that were given to me. And I prayed and I healed. And often in the time that I wanted to heal. And so my ground, my inner ground, my garden, inner garden was I had fertile soil because over time, I, Jesus was the type of person that I wanted to be like. I wanted to have that conviction. I wanted to have that commitment. I wanted to be a good person. I wanted not just to be a good person, but do the right thing. I I asked to seek the truth. I wanted to see the innocence in people. I changed. And my mother used to have a garden full of flowers 
And I used to kind of, as a child, I remember, I'd be like, go out there and I'm like, you can't do anything in the front yard because you have all these flowers out here. But often I would find myself walking on our, in our driveway, which extended far beyond our house to the back. There was another house that was empty and it stayed empty for the time that we were there. And I would find myself walking along this driveway and often walking through the yard and just I didn't realize at the time, but I was ridding a lot of weeds and cultivating my mind that I changed the word for mistakes. I changed mistakes to life lessons. I didn't want to live in regret. And I wanted to learn from life, most importantly, learn from others. It didn't make me, I don't think, too fearful. I mean, I had some caution, if anything, about doing things because now I, I wanted to be more awake. I wanted to to learn. I wanted to to be attached, to be aligned with something out there that was greater than me that knew how to live my life, that would help me make the right decisions in life, right? And that that's what it's about. I I didn't consider myself religious, although you know at times I I wanted to go to church, and I did eventually, but I considered myself as a student of life. And so I just other thoughts would come that life is about building character. And then my mother, I don't know what age she started, but my mother started sharing. It, it was young. She started sharing her life. You know, when the burning bed came out in 1984, we watched it. And my mother would tell us everything that was happening in there. This woman was um, was being abused by her husband, I mean, physically. Uh, where he interfered with her wanting to be a nurse, go to school. My dad, my mother told me my dad did that. He threw her books in the, and not, not the garbage can, but outside in the dumpster. You know, he didn't support her when she needed time to study. A lot of those things. And so I'm all for living purpose. And, and I think out of um, needing to regenerate myself and out of anger towards my father for having the audacity to interfere with somebody else's life, I took on my mother's calling as a nurse and it opened the door for lots of um, awareness, for lots of character building. And my mother's principle had a lot to do with it. And so I've been talking about that beginning of this year, got the idea last year to really start talking about what she did. And one of the things my mother told us is to keep trucking. She actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, let me back up a little bit. In my high school, you know, your high school, um, what do you call it, where you have the book and pictures? I still have it. Um, gosh, I'm thinking of the name of it. <laughs> but your school book, your yearbook, and she wrote the words, keep trucking. Keep trucking. And, and I was just fascinated by my mother's writing and for her to say that, that she knew probably all that I have gone through. And she saw me still excel in my studies and become valedictorian. I was valedictorian in high school and I still continue to excel. But she said those words, keep trucking, that for me, principles that hold underneath that is that no experiences define you. You learn from your experiences. You take the lessons, you put them in your backpack, and you carry them along your journey throughout life. Number two is that I have a responsibility to myself. We have a responsibility to ourselves. No matter what someone else has done, our, our actions, our emotions, our feelings are ours. 
They are, they belong to me. They belong to you. And though we do not choose everything that happens to us, we can choose how we react or how we choose to be in the face of adversity, in the face of life storms. And number three, my life has meaning. I am here, we are here for reasons. There's There are no mistakes. Things happen. They do. I can't explain everything that happens. There's a Bible verse that says in Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, we ought to trust in God, trust in the Lord, and try not to rely on our own understanding and trying to make sense. A lot of us get stuck in our lives and trying to make sense out of what happened to us. Why did they do this? What does that make me? Who am I now? And who I am and who I will always be is a spirit in bodily form. That spirit, as you know, you cannot be defined. Light is light. You cannot be defined. Your body is the vehicle for your message, but your body does not limit you. Therefore, what somebody does to my body does not limit me. And I see a lot of people, you guys, that are successful. I, I remember hearing about it when I was a child and it kind of put a little fear in me of, of being successful, you know, not wanting to be successful, not just kind of getting that little house and being comfortable. And then I started realizing, and, and one of the, I heard someone else say it too, that success brings out who you are, where you are in a given state. And so when you, when, when I look at the term, keep trucking, I look at healing too. Through every journey, there is a, a, a place, a season for everything. And when I look at keep trucking, I look at healing every day. Who am I today? What am I doing? What do I need to heal from? Where, where are my wounds? Because I'd rather address those now than to get to the peak of my life and feeling I have to medicate myself with alcohol, drugs, medications, whatever it may be, with um, unsafe activities to calm my mind, to get the inner peace because nothing external will give you the peace internal. Peace has to come from the inside out. Harmony comes from the inside out. Joy comes from the inside out. Happiness comes from the inside out. Nothing. And no matter what amount of thing that we do for a business, and, and I, that, that it will not bring us the happiness that we really desire at the core of who we are. So when I, when I think about keep trucking, I think about healing and I think about being able to enjoy the fruit of my labor, being able to move forward with, with life. Even if I don't have everything in place, I'm still a work in pro progress. I, I still believe not only is healing necessary, but it's, it's a process, right? It's something that takes time and to continue to work at it not with external, but internal, spending time with yourself daily, not, not at the week and how did this week go? 
you know, not tomorrow, the next day, but really looking at how did my day go today? Did I have, did I, did I get into it with someone and did I say anything? Did I have any thoughts that were not healthy? Because again, health comes from the inside out. We want, we want to look for outside things, but where we should be looking is inside. Why do I eat the way I do? Why do I live the way I do? Why do I drink the way I do? Why do I say the things I do? Why do I do what I do? And when we open the door for those questions, that's where I believe ask, uh, believe and receive is really about is that internal character traits, the characteristics of who we are. That's when we ask and receive because all things will be given to us once we seek the truth. As we seek the truth, we will have everything that we need. It is an unveiling of purpose. It's an unveiling of self-awareness. It's an unveiling of releasing of wounds to a point that you feel like you embody the words, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because if they were conscious, if they were truly conscious of love and embody love, they would not have done what they did, right? And so often pain can be blinders to love. And I just really encourage you to look at your life. What is it that you need to heal from so that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor? What is it that you need to heal from that you can keep on trucking in the right direction that gives you the health that you so desire, that takes care of your vehicle, your body, your vehicle for your divine message, that edifies one another, that forgives one another, that you do not condemn others. Because again, it's not about being religious. It's about seeking the truth. And I believe the truth you cannot put in a box. The truth is available. And those who seek shall find it. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. The way we create a generational love cycle, the way we break the cycle of pain is that we create this generational love cycle within it, from within. What we learn, who we are, we teach. So look at who you are. What have you learned about life? Have you seen pain instead of love? Have you seen darkness instead of light? And who are you choosing to be so that we can live, all live a life that is fruitful? All right, you guys, take care of yourself. You can find me on TamekaSChambers.com. Make this lifetime great. Make this lifetime great because you still can.